in the history of television. It's never been so funny, so dramatic, so totally mind-blowing. Wow, 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 wow. Sunday, television's greatest night is the biggest live event of the year. One, two, one, two, three. Watch the best of the best face off. Jimmy Kimmel hosts the Emmys. You don't watch, we're not friends anymore. Live Sunday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ABC. Hello, suitors, and thank you for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV. Tonight was the night of decisions. Tara had had a decision to make. Leonard had a decision to make. Harvey had a decision to make. And oh yeah, Mike got out of prison. All of that and more here next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Steve, you're getting very good at this. Am I? Yeah, you are. I'm just doing what you're doing. (laughs) This is actually a very simple move. It is. I don't know why I was so intimidated by it years ago when I started here. (laughs) You used to be so scared of this move. Just the shoulder, 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 shoulder. Are we gonna Are we gonna do a show? <laughs> yeah, we probably should. Or are we just gonna do do shoulders? <laughs> I mean, I can do shoulders all night. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV. We're gonna talk about Suits, season six, episode nine, "Hand That Feeds You." I wrote the hand that feeds, and it's "Hand the, That Feeds yeah, You" the is hand that feeds the you. whole episode title. I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F M A N N. Thank you so much for joining us at the law firm of Kaufman, Ike, Brazier, and Hobson. But there's only two of us here today. Hobson's in the house. That's right. I'm Tiana Hobson. You can find me at the Tiana Hobson all over the interwebs. That was, that was well-timed. I was very that well-timed. Was well-timed. So, and we like Lewis here. We love Lewis. So I'm going to jump in and talk about Lewis, what? Tara, Donna, Joshua, Mud. <laughs> Should have written Mud. Mud. Lewis finally got the Mud with Donna. Oh my gosh. Did you know it was going to be Donna? Because it was I, a slow sort of reveal. It was either going to be Donna or his, like, cat. Or, like, something <laughs> insane. Or, or like, that urn. Like, yeah. it, it was either going to be the obvious choice or something else. Yeah. I'm, I was really happy it was Donna. Um, I love it when Lewis goes mudding because it's always a new experience. And he always finds a new way to make people uncomfortable in the mud. Like, when he's like, you know what? I don't care if I'm naked underneath here. I'm getting up. And Don's like, no, you're not. You're going <laughs> to wait for that privacy curtain to come back over. Donna does not need to be in nope. all up in that. Nope. Donna was like, no, sir. Not today. <laughs> mm I like the um, mental ninjing of Donna this whole episode with, with Lewis. Because those two love each other not in the sense of like oh they're going to be married forever as much as they've just they they're each other's equal they love each other they're they've been friends forever that she kind of knows how to handle him in this situation <clears throat> because Tara is in town or Joshua is in town to talk to Tara Joshua is Tara's long-term boyfriend but part-time <laughs> part-time because it's long-term long part-time long-term long-distance part-time boyfriend yeah I covered all those. Yeah, that's, that's everything. That's everything. <laughs> and we've we've talked a lot about Tara and Lewis. The way that we ended here, do are we a little worried? I'm very worried because it's because it's, she didn't j- say no to him. What she said was, "I can't marry you while I have these feelings for another man," which means 
I play it out with Lewis, see how it goes. Maybe in a month or two, it's like, actually, you know what? I made the wrong choice. Going back to the guy who wants to marry me, who I've been with for years. So that concerns Ugh. me in because I'm protective of Lewis's heart. Me too. But I think we... It kind of goes back to how I've been saying it for weeks, which is she has feelings for him. She's going to explore those feelings. And don't let the fact that a guy asked you to marry you get in the way of, like, no, these are, like, these these feelings are for real. Yeah. Do you know how many of my girlfriends in college had that breakup, you know, senior year? They've been together for four years. We're like, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out because the next step is marriage. And I've never been single. And, you know, I might want to go be a slut for a little while. And so they break up. They pretend like they're going to try and date these other guys and it doesn't work out. And three months later, they're back with the guy and they're engaged and married within six months. I feel like that's Tara's... It's not what she intends to do, but I feel like that's what she might end up doing is, you know, breaking up with this guy because she wants to explore feelings with Lewis. And what if she explores it and those feelings aren't anything compared to what she has for this man who's been in her life for years? And immediately she's like, you know what? Sorry, Lewis. And then they're gone and married in five months. Uh, we're, I think we're all really protective of Lewis. I'm that so we hope protective of Lewis. That we hope that if they break up, it's mutual. <laughs> I would really, really want. For I the... love a mutual breakup. It also puts a lot of pressure on Lewis. Put... Starting out the relationship with, I turned down a proposal for you. That's a lot. That's a lot. This whole thing's been a lot, though. <laughs> this whole Lewis Tara thing has just been a lot. I think it's going to last. I think it is going to last. I think they're they're meant for each other, and I think I have to recant my previous prediction, which was that she was going to keep going moving forward with Joshua and then like wind up back with Lewis. Mm-hmm. So now it looks like she's just with him now, and they just have to like deal with like normal problems, like normal couple problems. Yeah. Or. Actually, better yet, have a second date. A second date would be great. Um, Unless you count the fake house in the Hamptons, a first date, at which point a third date. Uh, I think they need a real second date. <laughs> it's called the Actually, redo. That would be four. They have... Okay. Yeah. So I think that as protective of, of Lewis as I am, I could see her staying with him. And the good news about everything is that most girls, if they came to, you know, say you, Steve Kaufman... We're like, hey, I'm picking you over the guy who just proposed to me. To a normal guy, that might freak you out a little bit, being like, oh, crap, that means that she's at the point of marriage, and I don't even know this woman. Lewis would have married her the first time he saw her, so I don't no, think the, that no, part I like scares this. Yeah, that part him. doesn't scare Lewis. I think the pressure... Because there was already an intense amount of pressure mm-hmm. of, like, I think this is, like, it. I think I'm all about this person. And then for, like... I. I think she thinks I'm all about this. Like, I think she thinks that I'm all this. I think she's all about me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of insane. Like, I don't know. I kind of want them. I kind of want to see how they deal with a fourth date now. Yeah. After going through so much <laughs> of it, like. They've been through a lot in their very short relationship already. Also, uh, Lindsay Ivory Nef- Neptune in the chat. Correct. He has mudded with Donna before. Oh, yes, he has. Yes, last... Much earlier. Season yeah. or two ago. Um, also, shout out to everyone in the chat. You can join us live on YouTube, as 21 people are. Yes. Um, where do we... Well, I'll save that for predictions. But do we, <laughs> I liked the little bit we got of Donna this week. We're going to get a lot more Donna. Yeah, I was kind of sad we didn't get more of Donna, but I realized that this episode 
didn't necessarily need her with what the because we didn't even get a lot of Lewis. Yeah, it was it was a lot of you know there was moments when so much was happening other places that I forgot Lewis was waiting for an answer from Tara about how this whole Joshua thing went. So yeah, I'm excited Tara's with Lewis too. As much as my prediction was that that wasn't gonna, <laughs> so much as my prediction was of like he was gonna get a glimpse of the perfect yeah. woman. And she's like, she's in San Francisco now. <laughs> like he's gonna get the he's gonna get everything he wants. Yeah, good for Lewis. Hopefully, um, someone who's not getting everything he wants. Who's that? Leonard. Oh yeah, not Poor even because he, he. I mean, he obviously he wants to get out of prison, but he really wants. To be exonerated of the crimes that got him into prison. Jessica and Rachel found out a pretty sneaky way to do it because his alibi is dead, mm-hmm. which is get a sworn affidavit sworn affidavit from the lawyer, or she was a public defender. Yeah, at the She was time. a public defender at the time saying that she had, that she was in the room with Maria Gomez as, as Maria Gomez put up a legitimate alibi. That is all true. It would be hearsay if Maria Gomez wasn't dead. <laughs> but she's dead, so it's not hearsay, she, which I, I didn't know that. So I'm glad that I have that little piece of law knowledge in the back of my head now. I meant to Google that, and I did not. <laughs> I was very curious of, like, is that a real... Again, might want to be one of those things, you know, in New York, it's it works, but maybe not in other states, but... Possibly. But, no, that, but that's... But it does make sense. Because, theoretically, that's perfect. Yeah, theoretically. But then you, it comes with all the back stuff of, you know, what if I'm just making up the fact that you said this to me? Mm-hmm. Well, know, that's the like... case. That's actually a bit better than actual hearsay, because that's normally when it's one person's word against the other. Mm-hmm. Like, the tie, like there's no tie. The tie can't go to the runner. It's just like, I, it's everybody. Yeah. Whereas if one of those people die, then it's just like, just believe nah, he person. said this. Ask him. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Darn, I can't. But there's no written testimony. But they get the case reopened. And as... Well, actually, I'll ask you. Do you think this was Jessica's plan the whole time? To get a deal? To get a deal. I I actually kind of do think it was her, her goal. I think if they had been able to find more substantial evidence to really prove his innocence... Like if and Maria, maybe Gomez, if Maria was alive. Gomez was alive... I don't think Jessica would have been okay with just this plea deal. Mm-hmm. But because of what she's working with, I completely see and understand why she's pushing so hard for him to take this deal. Because in the lawyer's eyes, hey, you aren't going to die. Mm-hmm. You spend five more years. You've already spent how much time in here? So yeah. what's five more years? You spend your time. You get released. But his whole thing is about, you know, he wants to prove his innocence. Yeah. Five more years, and Rachel's on the right side of this, which is like five more years for, for a crime you didn't, didn't commit, do. and they're offering you a deal, so that's already... Yeah, but it just, it scares me, because I kind of feel, I'm nervous for this case, because there's so much pressure on it. If you decide to fight, and you lose, and then you still die, that's going to be on Rachel and Jessica. It's it, yeah. it's not well, supposed no. to be on them, but they will keep that on them. I think, in, at least in the back of Jessica's mind, I think that's why it was initially her plan. Because at first it was, no, we can we can get a man off death row. 
we can exonerate a man off death row. Mm -hmm. And then that'll get my law firm in the papers as a law firm doing good instead of a law firm that hired Mike Ross. Now that it's going to be a messy case, that Jessica has at least an experience with such a messy case, Mm -hmm. she doesn't... She doesn't want anything to do with that noise. Because that could be her law firm being blamed for his death yeah. all over again. Like, they could turn into a negative a lot of thi- um, thing in the press. Actually, full full devil's advocate. If Jessica had found Maria, Maria Gomez... I was about to say Maria Gomez. <laughs> um, if Jessica had found Maria Gomez, mm-hmm. got the case reopened, would the deal have been you walk today... And would that have really been Jessica's play up until then? I don't think... You had a witness. You had a witness. I think that just still would have gotten the case it would have reopened. Done, oh, yeah. If this, if I don't think he would have gotten out right away. That, but, like, the deal... If the deal for five years on oh. an affidavit about this witness... Oh, so if she was there So and if alive, the witness was actually alive, and now this prosecutor has to discredit her, that you'd... At least you'd think that deal would be less than five years. Or, well, because his offer was nine, no, seven, and then seven. Jessica's, Jessica's Jess, confident she can Jessica get Jessica can five. get him to five. <laughs> so, like, realistically, five, I think he walks that day. I think he'd walk that day. That's, or, yeah. or would that prosecutor be confident he can discredit the witness? Ah, gosh. I mean, it, honestly, it, from what we know about her, it would be very easy to discredit her. Just yeah. because she's unknown person to have had drug but you problems, would have to, but you'd have to... You would have to go through a whole case in front of a jury yeah, to do that. And it sounds... Good lawyers, like, like, Jessica keeps saying, like, I don't want to go in front of a jury. <laughs> like, I just don't want to. Yeah. And it's like, drug addict or not, you know where you were when you were doing the drugs, so... <laughs> <laughs> and she said he was with her, so he couldn't have been there killing people. Yeah. That... So, yeah, I think you do if you find her. But, you know, this prosecutor, he's been with it for so long, and this seems like, you know, he's got the relationship with the victim's families and stuff. I don't think he was going to let him walk that Mm. easily without retrialing it. That's interesting. Uh, Well, there's an alternate reality where that happens. (laughs) (laughs) And And everyone's fine. And And so Leonard ultimately decides, as Rachel would have, to fight mm-hmm. and if you're in prison for that long if you're on death row for that long it's not about like he already lost the majority of his life over this so it's it's not about getting out of prison it's about clearing your name yeah because he didn't do it because even if he took the deal and got out later he would still be convicted of this crime yep. he wouldn't be able to find a job at least like also I think he wouldn't be allowed to sue the state yeah. Which, I mean, that's Which the me who va- that's the me who's never been to prison. <laughs> so is immediately thinking, like, well, how does he work? How does he make money? Yeah. The me that's never been is like, well, no, you sue the state because they put you in. Because <laughs> they, they wrongfully. You in- but I'm sure if you take a five-year deal like that, you probably you can't. also waive your right to sue the state over it. Mm, you're that's, so smart. Not really. You have smart moments. I, th- I think about prison a lot. I oh. Think. No, but, like, deals and court and because of the show or just in your life 
because of this show and other shows like this show in the middle of the night there's just nothing going on in your life that like i might be concerned about because you're thinking about prison and how you could end up there um me personally no i was thinking (laughs) hypothetical i was thinking of hypothetical prison oh okay but i am editing a documentary that's about like victim victim blaming and slut shaming and some of the footage we've gotten recently has gone rather deep Oh, okay. Gone rather deep and about court system, and apparently, apparently, women aren't people in other countries. We have some interviews. That's true. We have some interviews. It's real good. It's, it's called Shame on You. You should all like it on Facebook. Thank you for bringing that out. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, while we're to the plug portion, <laughs> yes, this is the plug portion of the show. In I have hi- nothing to plug. In the history of television, it's never been so funny, so dramatic, or so good. Think about the shows that are on this season. There's House of Cards, Modern Family, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, what else? Um, Blackish, Homeland, Better Call Saul, Veep, Transparent, Silicon Valley, Mr. Robot, I cover that show. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, love that show. I mean, really, television's having its golden age right now. And don't forget the Americans, Transparent, Master of None. And on Sunday, September 18th, television's biggest night is the biggest live event of the year. You can watch the show that celebrates great television, the Emmy Awards. There's no better night to watch the best of the face-off and see your favorite shows win. Plus, you see what everyone's wearing on the red carpet, who looks as hot in real life as they do on their TV shows. So be there with one of the funniest men on television, Jimmy Kimmel, as he hosts the Emmys Live Sunday, September 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on ABC. I'm excited. Boom. I'm excited about the Emmys this year. Because I love TV so much, I love watching the Emmys because it's all of my favorite actors, Mm -hmm. not in character, but in my mind, they're still characters. I'm like, oh my gosh, Game of Thrones is talking to Veep right now. And there's a certain... (laughs) And there's a certain level of merit to it over, like, something like the Golden Globes. Yes. Where, like, the Golden Globes, I love that everyone's there. Mm-hmm. But the Emmys, I'm like, no, but, like, I think the best show usually wins here. Yeah. The best stuff usually wins, probably Mr. Robot. <laughs> so if Mr. Robot wins an Emmy, that means I also win an, I win an after Emmy? I don't think that's how it works. I, I think that... I'm I not- already... I have an after Golden Globe in my... <laughs> after Golden Globe. In my trophy case that begs to differ. <laughs> okay, you've proven me wrong <laughs> yet again. <laughs> so, Mike is still in prison because apparently it doesn't. Apparently, you can't just even Cahill can't snap your finger, snap his fingers to get Mike out of prison. You yeah, you put up a deal and then you take the deal away. I guess that's I guess that's that a thing that happens. Suspicions like what? Who needs this paperwork? And why is it not just hey, messenger boy, go take this to the prison? And show them that he's getting out. Well, because I guess it's the SEC, and the SEC probably doesn't have that authority directly. So they have to go to whoever has that authority directly, and then somebody at that office is probably like, wait, why are we letting the fraud lawyer out of prison? <laughs> oh, because he was being a lawyer? Because <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened. He lawyered himself out. Wait, so he wrote a thing that a lawyer would write? <laughs> wait, why are we... Why is this happening? Um, why is he being let out for doing the thing? <laughs> Look, all I know is that it should not have taken that long, and I would have been very upset, like Mike was, about why this was delayed. What is this, a holiday weekend? Come on, get my paperwork (laughs) through, guys. You're the SEC. I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't, I'm surprised he was as cool cool about it as he was. Yeah. Because, like, 
hey i'm like still in prison can we just <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be a couple extra days uh forgot to tell you there's um, a bit of a delay um yeah, that's I'm... cool but like i informed on my roommate and i'm in prison i'm informed where they my roommate kill and... people for that kind of shit and then there's like a sociopath who's like who's who's me. in here because of this other guy who's throwing a whole case to get me out of here <laughs> like can we you, you can I do, can I talk to the, can I talk to the bald one? You're, you're the one with the goatee. Can I talk to the bald? I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't catch any of your names. I was too busy being a lawyer while being in prison for impersonating a lawyer. I think we summed that up nicely. Yeah, that was. But he finds out he finds out that Cahill's going after uh, Kevin's, going after Kevin and Jill's assets, which seemed which was just a personal sort of. Unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, the whole Cahill going after case, like, going after the whole Sutter case, was a bit of a personal. And crusade. at this point, she turned on her dad. So, aren't all of his assets kind of up for grabs right now? Why isn't he focused on the main person who screwed over his mother and her Spain trip, as opposed to that guy's daughter who was kind of duped into it? And I mean, yeah, she did something wrong. She knew mm. she was doing something wrong. But you're going back after stuff for, like, before any of this started, and her dad has clearly been a bad man for a long time. And yeah. he has a lot more than she does. Cahill's going after everybody. He don't he's care. Just, oh, he's so... This is... Cahill, this <laughs> is why we don't like you. <laughs> this is why I was starting to like you, and then you go do bullshit like this, and this is why I go back to not liking you again, Cahill. Oh, here's the thing. I, re- I don't like Cahill either, but I respect him. He, he would hear that exact sentence goes sentence and goes, I don't care. Exactly. I don't care. I'm going to go after him. I'm not here for friends. <laughs> he doesn't care. He probably doesn't have any friends. That's why. He goes after all of them. He doesn't, does he? We saw... I've never seen him with we anyone saw, like, besides we saw, Harvey. we saw Harvey like hanging out in front of his house, and he was clearly coming home from like a social call, and he was by himself. Yeah. No lady caller. I actually... He needs a good sex. I take this... <laughs> a good sex. I don't know why I sounded like a three-year-old. A good sex. One sex, please. One. I will have... One ticket for the sex, please. Right. We're running a three for five special. <laughs> oh, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> five what? Um, Dealer's choice. <laughs> thank you. We're going to... So Sorry. Mike goes after Cahill to try to get Kevin out, which is stupid. Yeah. But he's Mike. His moral compass is true north. Mm-hmm. He'd rather sit in, like, he's Captain America. Something's going a little south and he just can't stand by. I was like, you didn't want to wait until you got out to then try and help Kevin more? To me, that's what I would have done. I would have been like, okay, Kevin, you told me what's going on. I'm going to stop this SOB Cahill and I'm going to get you out of here and make him stop coming after your wife. I'm getting out in a couple days and I can do more from out there than I can from in here. I'm getting out where the Wi-Fi is better. Yeah. Or <laughs> I'm getting out where like, I need my deal to actually go through before I screw with the man who's putting it through. Come on, Mike. Come yeah. on. Um, I agree, but he didn't do that. And Mike's, a, but Mike's a smart lawyer. He was he like, is. "No, I could just sue Cahill. I could do this. I could do that." That he ruffled, he ruffled some feathers over over with Cahill. And I think we got a certain admission of guilt from Cahill of why Mike's why like there's been a further delay with Mike's release, which is 
Mike started messing with Cahill. I think there was a regular really there was a regular delay, mm-hmm. then there was a further delay because Mike started messing with Cahill. Exactly. Um, can I just point out that he got out of prison a whole episode early? <laughs> I mean, I didn't even my prediction all season has been that he's not getting out of jail I know. yet. So this Mine is... was he would get out not for the Cahill deal, which is like kinda convolutedly true. But what I will say is that if we look back on Suits finale histories, the second to last episode, the penultimate yes. episode, usually does wrap up a villain or the big bad of that yeah. season so that the next episode is, hey, we're all a, happy. A, a massive, we have a new problem. A massive fallout, which yeah. is what it looks like we're getting to. But before we talk yeah. about predictions, we got Harvey, we got Gallo, we got Cahill, we got Prison. Oh, Gallo. We got everybody's deal. I think I'm going to miss Gallo. Me too. Like, he was a very worthy adversary. He was. And he was doing it all from behind bars, so I have much more respect for him than I do for Cahill or any of those other guys. You're like... Because you had, you know, the whole law on your side. He's literally running your prison. You had, like, paper. Yeah. And pens. Like, he didn't have that. He didn't have that. He's running the guards in this place and telling them what to do instead of the other way around. Um, Mad respect, Gallo. Mad respect. (laughs) I just did a fist pump to my chest and a peace sign. It kind of hurt. Is that game respecting game? Is that <laughs> game what that is? Game, is that man. what's happening? Because I would, I would run a prison if I ever went. Um, also, yes, Cahill did say the f word in this episode. In this episode, he did. Win. It was censored. No, he. Um, oh yeah. In that scene at the coffee cart, where coffee, where coffee and a donut was two dollars and fifty cents. I want that coffee cart. Oh, um, and what do you call it? Where Harvey just kept telling him. Yeah. And like we got a lot of bit of levels there, and then he was just like, "You'd tell him to walk the f out." I forgot about you that. You totally dropped an F-bomb. I guess in my everyday... I guess if you're leading in the Mr. Robot... <laughs> you're just... It, gets to go for it. it kind of gets to do whatever it wants. <laughs> Cahill gets to say the F-word once. Yeah. I wonder if that was a scripted F-word or, like, an actor's choice in the scene because if it got so passionate and then Neil they... McDonough just, like, I don't... He yeah. strikes me as the kind of guy who would curse on a basic cable show <laughs> just to see if they'd put it in. Yeah. You know, there's the other takes that don't have it in there. But then, you know, as they were editing the episode, they're like, you know what? It's so much more significant if we just bleep this out. And because mm-hmm. he really said it, it was necessary. His, but yeah. like, no, I liked his conviction there because it was clear that he was a brick wall. We're not working with like there's no more working with Cahill. It was actually a bit of a shock. We were able to work with Cahill at all that like, oh, I'm not going to go after Kevin in jail. Yeah. I, Calm down. But Kevin gets out. Kevin gets out. Mike doesn't doesn't get out right away because Mike wants to frame up Gallo. Mike does a very good job convincing people he's aloof to situations. Like when Kevin's like, I'm not leaving. Mike's like, what? I'm supposed to be leaving too. What? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I don't get to leave. And I was I with wanted him. to see Rachel. Man. <laughs> I was totally with him. I was like, oh man, what did what did Gallo manage to do right now? He's splitting them up. He's gonna it's are they taking Kevin and this isn't really Kevin being released and they're taking Kevin to a room to go kill him before he gets out or I my mind was everywhere. It wasn't to, you know, Mike setting um, up Gallo. Actually I will admit that this was all spoiled for me. Oh. I don't I don't watch I didn't watch Suits Live tonight, but I did watch Mr. Robot Live. And I tuned in like three minutes early, <laughs> and I tune I so, tune in I tune in like a minute you, early. You can't. And I literally minute countdown because I literally see Mike leaving the prison <laughs> and hugging Rachel. And I'm like, 
That's All right. You, that's what you get, Steve. That's what you get. You got to tune in right and on time because they rolled this straight up to Mr. Robot starting. I know. that I, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> I learned. I'm like, oh, great. So you know everything now. Yeah. But Gallo, are we going to hear from Gallo again? I think Gallo's, Gallo's been bested. Like, there are plenty of people in this series who just get bested by Harvey and Mike and you never see them again. I mean, we won't hear from Gallo for at least another five years because that was the extent of the threat um, that Harvey really put. He said, you spend five more years in Danbury with no more threats to Mike or me. You know, yeah, nothing comes I to harm. You. But after that five years, what's to stop him from coming after you then? I feel like Gallo is a guy who, like an elephant, he don't forget. <laughs> and he's going to remember who screwed with him. And then at that point, Harvey and Mike what are you going to do to stop him? You don't have I mean prison. this with love. Is there really going to be a season 11 of Suits? 11? You don't know. You don't know. I think 10 is a really like good how number. how many times the law offices has changed? This could be like ER, just rotating doctors. And, I think. But I it's think, rotating lawyers in and out. I think 10 Grey's is. Anatomy. I think 10 Ever is a really good amount of seasons. And no. No. <laughs> have you seen Grey's Anatomy yeah, lately? Yeah. I love it still. Okay. I'm the only one I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll Denzel you for a second. I, okay. I am very committed to my shows. If I give you my love and attention for the first 10, I'm going to give it to you for the next 20. I'm loyal. Someone wife me up already. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one of our... Yeah. Maybe one of the you people know, in our studio audience everyone's will. Everyone's about these hoes ain't loyal. I'm loyal right here. I still watch Grey's Anatomy for crying out loud. <laughs> That should that should be on your okay keep profile. <laughs> just like, just if you if you're unaware how loyal I am, I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yes, you know what? I'm tweeting that out later. <laughs> so every, everyone in the chat's actually feeling feeling real cool about season eleven. See, being Gallo's out. I don't. Gallo gets out and he comes after him. I mean, Mike. I don't know what Mike's gonna be doing Mike in five already, years. Like, we're at season six. Mike already went to prison. Like we're running out of stuff to do. Like time jump. Gallows out next season. Boom. We jump five five years. years. Him and Rachel have a kid. Because Mike point. goes to law school. Um. Um. Do we want to talk about anything before we just jump where we clearly Let's are, which is predictions? Let's yeah. Go to predictions. Y'all know what happens. Huh. You watched the episode. <laughs> All right. So there are a lot less predictions at large than there were last week. They they tied up a lot of ends for us. Um, yeah, but it seems like we're going back to Rachel's daddy being the cause of some issues. Perpetually. Um, so the, the preview led me to believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the preview led me to believe that everybody knows that Harvey threw the Sutter case to get Mike out of prison. Which would mean... After 10 episodes, this law firm is back down to persona non grata. Because not only are they still associated with Mike Ross, now they're associated with doing more shady stuff about Mike Ross. And now Mike Ross is out of prison, and I'm sure any any newspaper writer worth their salt would write a story about Mike Ross getting out of prison. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, well, the second you hear about that, you can't unhear that. Yeah. And Twitter, I'm sure. I'm sure, guard. I'm sure, guard tweeted it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, guards don't know anything. From the start, I've been concerned or worried about how you deal with this aftermath of the th- tossing of the case. And I know that 
Cahill and Harvey were very secretive about their meetings mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But at some point, someone would have to have had connected the dots of how Harvey was representing um, What's-His-Face and Kevin and Gallo and just, like, all the shadiness that was happening in that prison at that time that it would look suspicious to most people. Yeah. Oh, no. It... So I've all I've been concerned about this. I didn't think it was going to yep. come out that soon. And I think that if I'm concerned about it, they should have been thinking of, you know, the contingency plan to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Um, to pivot a little, Madata in the chat has a really... Let me know if that's not how I say it. Madata in the chat has a really good prediction. The family is somehow responsible for the killing, and the lawyer helped cover up the evidence. Oh. In the in the Leonard case. Oh. The more I think about it, the more that doesn't feel right. But I like it. Okay. I, 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 this show likes to tie stuff up at the mm-hmm. end that I like the idea that they like literally, it's like, nope, he didn't do it. Here's who did. Yeah. Because that would be the easiest way. But to, for me, I don't think we're going to be done with Leonard our next this week. Leonard this Leonard stuff is so cool I would like to yeah I, I would feel, like to, I'd like to see him in the fall yeah I the, feel that now back. that Mike's out of prison because I know last week I said Rachel can't have you know her cake and eat it too mm-hmm. so either gonna win the Leonard case and lose Mike or get Mike back and lose his case so now I'm thinking that she took on this case to be a distraction from missing Mike and take her mind off of that. So now that Mike's back and she's divided all of her attention to this, now she can't back away from it. So that's going to kind of cause friction in their new relationship. And so that would continue on to the second half of the we're, season. We're going to get back to angsty Rachel? Angsty Rachel. Well, n- not really. I think she's going to be a more strong, independent okay, Rachel. And he's perfect. not used to that. We're gonna he's have... not used to Rachel not needing him we're gonna have whiny sit at sit on the couch in his sweatpants mike yeah because what's he gonna what's do he gonna do go back to selling weed well i, I mean it's profitable well here's <laughs> he agreed it's not legal in new york state yet but i th- every like the secret's out and some people in the chat are asking a question i'm gonna google the second we're done here which is can he just take the bar I, I, he has to. You have to graduate law school to take the bar, right? Because we already we've known from day one he can pass the bar. Yeah, but he wouldn't get through like Rachel's like an ethics, probably, thing, an ethics yeah. thing at this point. He probably wouldn't get through that portion. And I feel that when you're convicted or found guilty of pretending to be a lawyer, you can't then go become. Can you practice law after that? Well, that would be discriminatory if you if you can't ever 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 practice law but if you isn't there something with like lawyers like you can't have been commit convicted of like crimes or something? I could be making this up. I I'm unaware, of it, but I think that would be downright un-American that you can't be a lawyer because you impersonated a lawyer once. But he like fake practice law. Yeah, but like he but he already did that. I think he, he could can't... be a paralegal. But and he, I think that he could offer well, he free can, legal advice, but I don't think he can charge people well, money actually, for legal advice. To be fair, advice. I don't think this is what the show will do, but any law firm in town could hire him as a consultant. Yeah. Call him a consultant. And just straight up, Mike, what do you think? He just can't file motions. He can't show yeah. up in court, but he can always be in the... He can't do depositions, but he can always be in the room. Okay. He can't talk to judges. 
But I think what this show always showed us about law is that the majority of the thing lawyers do is never go to court. Yeah. So that Mike would be perfect. That he'd be a consultant or a paralegal. I think at his level, he should be just a like a higher level associate or a higher level. You would you would pay him like a you would pay like him a, like a senior associate, but you would he he like you'd, a consultant. You'd, you'd you'd call him a consultant or a janitor. You could call, I'm kidding, but like you could <laughs> I was like the janitor. I was like, isn't that from Goodwill Hunting? Good but Will like hunting. you could call him a like you anyone could hire him. I think the issue is not rehiring Mike Ross. The issue now is. They have to do complete spin over wh- what happened in this Sutter case. Mm-hmm. And I like this show that they always make you live in the fallout. Yes. For one whole week. I think we all sh- we were, we all dropped the ball last week when we didn't predict that Mike gets out right now. Yeah, we did. Or, well... Okay. Well, I just didn't want him to get out until... <laughs> like, till ever. <laughs> well, I just wanted it to be a little bit longer. Like, are we going to see his, um, his counselor again? You know? Like, I, I didn't get to say goodbye to Mike. I know, right? counselor in prison like there's so many people i didn't get to say goodbye to and i just wasn't ready to leave jail yet guys i'm sorry i just i just just need a minute to just need a minute the guard with the goatee and and wouldn't mike yellow and and sneak out of prison one more time to see rachel for some punani like come on and that that guy with with the bald head and he was he was eating <laughs> eggs that one time all those people all those people i'll never get to see again because we're not going back to jail um oh ldc in the chat is saying for new york he has to go to law school for one year and then have three years experience at a law firm well he's got that he's <laughs> i mean he just needs to go well, to law school for a he, year didn't he go to law school for no he didn't go yeah he never ended up going. But I don't think he's gonna at this level he can't do it legit. They'd just hire yeah. him. They could he could make a six figure think... salary to be a consultant somewhere. Yeah. He but could actually probably that do would be... better as a con- consultant than That said, um he'd have to leave Harvey's side to do that. And yeah. <laughs> After all this that would be kinda uh sacrilegious unless, to not do. Unless they really just want to screw up their name and hire him as their consultant <laughs> at that firm. <laughs> They might as well. It, after At everything, point, it looks like they might as well. You might as well. Um, is there anything else? Um, Tara, do we think Lewis and Tara break up in one episode? No. Do we... I I would like to see this last for a little while. Me too. I I just don't know how realistic that is, but I would like to see this last for because it's like the fourth date, like less than it's less than a handful of dates, and she's already like turning down another man's marriage proposal. So, like, that's going to be forever. Prediction. Lewis proposes on the fifth date. They get married on the seventh date. This is a Taylor Swift song. That's what this is. It's going to be forever. I mean, It's going to go down in flames. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Taylor Swift. It's it's actually, like, a very specific Specific Taylor Swift song. It's not an (laughs) exit. It's specific. That's for sure. It's very specifically a Taylor Swift song. Um... Thank you guys so much for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV. If you want to um, send me links to other Taylor Swift songs that relate directly to Suits, you can find me on Twitter, at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I tweet about them regularly, including WWE's Backlash this Sunday. It is the first brand-exclusive pay-per-view. It's just SmackDown Superstars. I'll be here covering that with the regular crew. That's very interesting, it Steve. Is. Good to know. And I'm Tiana Hobson. Thanks for dealing with me tonight. Um, also, don't forget, I'm very loyal. <laughs> Extremely loyal to a fault. Um, you can find me at the Tiana Hobson all over social media. <laughs> and I also host other shows here, like um, Queen Sugar, 
<laughs> just did that. So Wednesday nights, make sure you check us out. So for the law firm of Kaufman, Hobson, Ike, and Brazier, thank you and good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 